Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. Welcome back. We have John joining us again this week. Hurrah, hurrah. Hello. And we are going to be talking about the topic of worship. Um, So, John, shall I hand over to you to kick us off with any thoughts you have? Yeah, I'm I'm back. Uh, No one complained. So (laughs) We need a jingle. um, We need a jingle at this point to play. For every time John comes on the show. The John jingle, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, I could make one up. You could make one uh, up, yeah. It's quite a lot of pressure. Oh, it would fall to you, that job, actually. Yeah, so yeah, can you just yeah. do one now? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay, oh yeah, worship, yeah. that's what we're talking about. Um, worship, so I'm, I'm uh, passionate about worship, so I volunteered to be, uh, to be part of this. And I realized after quite a long time of of leading worship that i didn't really know what the kind of biblical definition of worship was and um i i found it quite interesting when i came across people who would use the the phrase sung worship and for me worship was was always like singing was always part of worship Mm -hmm. and uh but they were talking about like oh anything could be worship Uh, and so i thought oh that's quite interesting so i I went to look to the Bible to, to be like, okay, well, what does it say? And uh, I was I was quite kind of interested because um, I discovered that it appears over 250 times in the Bible, <laughs> nice. the word worship. And in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, the, the common words for worship always translate to bowing down and like laying yourself before God. Mm. So it was like a physical thing. Mm. And uh, like in the Old Testament in particular, uh, when someone said to worship God, it almost always mentions them bowing down and worshipping. And mm-hmm. then the Bible also separates like worship and praise, mm, and yeah. uh, which is quite an interesting thing as yeah. well. Yeah. But what I find really key is that worship is always like a deliberate action mm. that involves the whole body. Mm. And so... Yeah, I guess I'm going to start off on maybe a controversial note, which is that <laughs> some people say that you, anything you do can be worship, but I'm not so sure. Like listening to a sermon, I mean, is that worship in itself? To me, I'm not sure. So uh, over to you guys. What do you think? Now we've got to pick that up. Oh my goodness. Hannah, over to you. (laughs) So, John, what would you so what would you ask me another question? (laughs) I can and I'm going to. So what would you make of um so you know in Romans when he particularly there when he's talking about like life as worship, what do you make of that in the context of all the other passages you were just talking about mentioned there. Well, I, I agree that our life can be worshipped to God, but I don't know whether, I think what I don't think is right is just to say, essentially, I'm going to minimise time that's deliberately spent in like in God's presence, praising and worshipping and like involving, essentially engaging my mind and body to be like, this is time worshipping God like admitting that or minimizing it and saying uh because everything i do can be worshiped therefore that's not so important uh because i think the bible like there's a whole 
book of course of worship of praise like the psalms mm. and it's uh, a long book as well like it's obviously yeah. a really key part of the bible and so i think it should be a key part of our lives so that's a, that's i think why i feel a bit of a reaction uh, to that so so yeah that's my answer yeah <laughs> you just you making me think about so i i love like extended time of feeling in god's presence with out other distractions around me or like having that focus so I really love that that's where I'm coming from but I mm. also have felt like my life has been really shaped by that brother Lawrence book practice of the presence of God I know I've mentioned it before no Joy. it's because you got it right you got it right it was amazing I, know, I nearly <laughs> said Andrew but I didn't brother, um, brother Lawrence and just his obviously that whole book is really was significant for me because his whole point in that book is that we want to live from a place of being in the presence of God yeah. be that whether we are washing the dishes or whether we are in a church service where we're sort of there intentionally to meet with God. Whatever we do, we want to do it with the intentionality of meeting with God in it. So that has profoundly sort of shaped mm. my life. But then that, like you were just saying there, like I want each moment of my life to be in his presence yeah. and to count and to be meaningful and worshipful. But I don't, I guess it's just like in any relationship, isn't it? If you don't have your quality moments, mm. your quality time with someone, then it's quite hard to maintain those ordinary everyday yeah. moments as well. So mm. I don't know what you, I don't know how, how do you feel that fits with what you're saying about worship or how would you describe Ah. Well, I think I still think like worship that the Bible talks about for me is like a physical thing. I, I would say that is like aiming that your whole life is glorifying God. Not necessarily. I wouldn't necessarily say like while I'm kind of uh, at work typing on my keyboard, but I, I'm trying to stay in God's presence. I wouldn't be like I'm worshiping God right now. That for me, yeah. worship is like I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to focus entirely on on God and I'm going to like like physically or metaphor or not metaphorically, but spiritually like bow down yeah. and like sing or like clap or whatever, you know, some, something that is really physical and deliberate. Yeah. I also, there's the, the phrase sung worship I already mentioned it. I think the thing that, that bothers me about using that phrase and it's usually used for, in congregations, we're going to have the time of sung worship. The implication being that the only thing that you do in that time is sing and I feel like it it's uh it minimizes like that time because um singing is part of it obviously but there's 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 prayer there's like the use of spiritual gifts um mm. you know there's hearing from god there's like fellowship as as a church as well um so uh singing I think is a really important uh important part of worship and and praise and like every every people group that we know in history has like has had their own songs we we're made to sing yeah like our, our vocal cords are like perfect for it uh god is the one who made us so it makes sense that we we sing to him but i don't i i think it's such an integral part of worship that to me like separating out with sung worship so it feels like it's cheapening it a bit mm. 
yeah mm. I don't know maybe that's maybe that's just me no it's just it's interesting you this is t- this is a bit of a tangent but you've just made me think it as well my um daughter said to me the other day she was just like mum do any of the other religions really sing when they meet together mm. and I was just like it is quite interesting isn't it it is quite like a uniquely mm. Christian thing isn't it that when we meet together we sing and like you say not just sing like pray mm. or like prophesy and all those things as well but that that's just mm. a tangent note joy what you haven't said anything yet joy what are you thinking well i i find it really interesting actually i mean for me when i was thinking about what worship is i think it's a l- mixture of what you both have said really that is concentrated time giving god my full attention not a bit of my attention but fully um, that my body is involved in it so that there's some sort of posture, whether that be kneeling down, whether that be with my hands in the air, that I'm standing, that something involved. But I also think for me, worship makes me think of declaration. Um, so declaring out praises or declaring out truth. Um, so, so for me, I guess I'd think that it would be worship still if I was dec- like speaking out like Bible mm. verses, I might not actually be singing, yeah. but there's something declarational in it. Um, so I sort of agree with you, John, that, um, you know, I want my whole life to be glorifying to God. And I want, you know, when I'm cleaning the house or washing the dishes or whatever to be glorifying to God. But mm. I guess I've always thought that when I've referred to sort of worshipping him, I'm thinking of time set aside where all I do is fix my eyes on him where he has my total full attention um, and I can declare and I can pray out or I can sing out or there's something within that. So I think that's what it's always um, felt like to me. Cause I mean, I guess for me, worship at its heart is, is taking your eyes off what you're doing and putting them fully onto God. So mm-hmm. you're inviting God into a situation, but you're also magnifying him you're also glorifying him and I I think that's why for me it needs to be something where I'm giving it my full attention because I'm choosing to go I'm not looking at what's going on with me here I'm looking at absolutely what's going on with you because worship is all about it's all for him anyway isn't it um Mm. so that I don't know whether that answers that question but that's always what I've sort of felt for me worship is Mm. yeah what do you think about sacrifice in worship because obviously that's mentioned a little bit as well. So what did you, did you kind of talk about that, John, at all when you were kind of looking into worship or what does that even mean in like modern day context? Like obviously in Old Testament context, that was quite an important part of when they were assembled together, wasn't it? Um, Mm. But what does that look like? new testament and like modern day what does it mean to for sacrifice to be part of worship yeah yeah because that's that's hebrews isn't it hebrews 13 i think um this is offering god continuing to continually offer to god a sacrifice of praise and um i think like sometimes praising god feels easy and it just feels like it's a naturally like bubbles up yeah and uh but I think probably um, for most of us, that's that's unusual rather than the common. And that uh, the way I see sacrifice and praise is 
praise of God doesn't come out of our current situation, how we're feeling, how we're doing, how our week's been. It it is inspired entirely by God. And that can mean a sacrifice because to give him the praise that he's due, we need to uh, like we, we need to praise him in all situations, yeah. regardless of how we feel, um, regardless of regardless of how our week has been. Uh, regardless of whether we feel close to him or not, yeah. like it's not our emotional state. It's uh, and that that could be really tough, like singing through pain sometimes. But mm. we do it not because everyone else is doing it, not because it is the sung worship slot at church, but because like he deserves it. Mm. So that's that's where I see sacrifice coming. Yeah, I suppose that's. Um like you mentioned psalms obviously a lot of the psalms are that aren't they like singing mm. oh jesus where are yeah. you you've abandoned me life is horrendous yeah. and then you see them sort of turn mm. they pour that out before him and then they turn to a place mm. of but i will hope in mm. you again yeah. and um i don't know how well we do that mm. culturally i don't know what your thoughts are on that like i don't think we well, I mean, we never sing songs of like, mm. oh, I feel so horrendous this week, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a really tough one to to balance that because as a worship leader, yeah. I'm like, I'd love, I'd love to be able to do those songs, but the reality is that you will catch some people who feel like that, and then you'll there'll be a lot of people who are actually just like, no, I want to praise God. Mm. I, I don't feel like I'm in that place, yeah. and yeah. so it's really difficult congregationally yeah. to yeah to, and, and so I feel like they are great like personal connection yeah. songs with God but uh don't necessarily work so well unless um you've had some <laughs> horrendously tragic event that the whole church has gone through and you're all feeling exactly the yeah. same way but yeah. hopefully not yeah I guess it touches on the the difference then of like how we worship on a Sunday and how we worship yeah. all week round because yeah that's um, what I was gonna say oh brilliant um because actually yeah. That I I think that sometimes we can fall into a trap of thinking this is just something we do on a Sunday, and mm. I know for me the amount of times I've turned up to church and not and you know someone said right we're going to stand up and sing and I've almost found myself going oh what what, what? I haven't done this all week you know and you feel that sense of oh this is a bit strange um, and particularly it felt strange obviously after COVID where we all had to wear masks and stuff yeah. and that's when I discovered yeah. how much I love to sing. Um, is when I was stopped from singing. Um, mm. Tell her she can't do something and that's when she wants yeah. to do I know, most. I know, I'm rebellious uh, sometimes. Um, but yeah, that I think that it has to be something that we do all week round because I know, I mean, a lot of churches have this, don't they? Particularly more charismatic churches where it can sometimes feel as if worship... Um, you know, it takes people ages to sort of warm up in inverted commas that after about half an hour of singing together, then suddenly it feels like people are like, yeah, I'm ready for this. Um, mm -hmm. And I often think that's a sign that we're not doing it the rest of the week um, because yeah. I've been in that situation yeah. and it's mm -hmm. taken me one or two songs to think, what am I doing? Oh, yeah, we're doing this again. We're worshipping Jesus. Um Whereas yeah. actually I find the more I've done it in the week, the more I come to church on Sunday and I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to sing because it's just been part of my week and doesn't feel so sort of like going from first gear to fifth gear. 
Um, yeah. But and then, so I think what you were saying, John, of those sort of songs where we can pray those, like, how long, O oh Lord, will you forget me? You know, they might be psalms or prayers or songs that we sing out on our own. Um, and then when we come together at church on a Sunday, we're, we're singing different types of ones. Mm. Yeah. I found that quite interesting over the years, you saying that. And I think that that makes me think of that Brother Lawrence thing as well of, you know, if you if your practice is in the week that you're going to engage with God and connect yeah. with God, when you come together, it's it's a really, it's a special time of mm. the week, but it's not your bread and butter. I also think of it like Sundays, I like to think of like, that's like Christmas dinner. Mm. So like the rest of the week, you're having your kind of your standard meals. But a Sunday is a Christmas dinner. You're all together. It's exciting. And it's a wonderful atmosphere. You can't do what you would do if it was just you and Jesus. Mm. You you have to kind of do things a bit differently and it has to be structured differently and organized differently. But there's a real joy to it and something you gain from it that you don't get on your own. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But I've just found over the years, not solely because I think there are lots of things going on for people all the time, but I've found like that comment of like, I can't connect or I can't meet with God when we're all together like I do think that can sometimes so speak of not connecting in the week yeah. or like not having that habit or practice mm. of kind of meeting with him in whatever way during the week, which then mm. is a real block when you're all together. Because in some ways when you're all together, it is more distracting, yeah. you know, like that Christmas Christmas dinner, it, it's it's boisterous, it's distracting, there's things going on all over the place, mm. but it, it's really wonderful. Um but yeah, yeah, I just I've just found that is like a massive thing actually. I know people comment on that of I can't I'm finding it hard to engage. I have found that that is often speaks of that weekly practice mm. that you've just mentioned maybe not happening. Yeah. yeah. Not solely because I think stage of life, you know, if you've got little yeah. kids that just is really distracting, isn't mm. it? But yeah, the yeah. the atmosphere in worship uh, in like congregational worship, you can get to the point where you can really just feel it and you can tell when church is not like ready and I often find that the prayer meeting that we have before the start of the Sunday morning meeting uh, sets the tone and you can you can tell like how the meeting is going to go almost Mm. because if the if the prayer meeting people turn up and they're like half asleep and People are praying out, but you can feel that they're they're just they're distracted. Then often the actual meetings like that as well. It's really really a weird thing when even even when the prayer meeting is just like a small subsection of the people who are actually there and the there in the whole congregation. But if we have like a prayer meeting that's full of fire and passion, that carries over into the into the main meeting, and like the heart of each individual worshiper yeah. really contributes to the whole absolutely and and it like works in both positive and negative ways uh you might think coming to church like feeling a bit cold or it doesn't matter because i'll i'll essentially warm up at church i'll say sorry when i get there and you know i'll um uh you know i'll meet meet with god during the worship like if everyone does that then it's like wading through treacle yeah um yeah and you think that you don't, don't make a difference, but you do. Yeah. Like every yeah. individual makes a difference to the congregation. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. really interesting. I, I love that atmosphere when you feel 
like Holy Spirit is just yeah. sparking yeah. off different people <clears throat> and that common theme is coming through and you all get a real sense mm. of like God is in this place because someone over there sang this song that is connected to someone over here who had this thing to share or this prayer to share or this prophecy to give. And yeah. it gets quite exciting, doesn't it? When people in the room are individually listening to Jesus and Holy Spirit and meeting with him in that moment. And then it's all bouncing off each other and you don't know what's going to happen next. And you just have such a sense of God is in this place. It's really wonderful, isn't mm. it? Mm. It is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I'm also aware that there are people who uh, belong to churches where the worship might be not what they're um, particularly mm. excited about or in a way that they feel like they connect with because um, we make decisions mm. on churches based on lots of different things. And so I think that it sort of comes back to what you were saying, John, is that um, if our heart is to worship Jesus, then we choose to do that, whatever it looks like. That's not to say that we don't have preferences. Um, you know, you can be uh, someone that is in a church where it isn't really free worship. It's more sort of sung hymns, but that doesn't mean that you can't do that outside of church and the rest of the time. And so I think it's just mm -hmm. making sure that we sort of have that heart or we ask God continually because we don't have it all the time, but we ask God mm -hmm. continually for that heart to worship him, whatever it looks like. Because I think so often, whatever church you go to, but especially in charismatic circles, you can hear people coming away going, oh, I didn't really get anything from that worship. Um, mm -hmm. And I really strongly remember a preacher that I listened to just saying, well, it wasn't for you anyway. Like, I, like mm. just not saying it to me, but just just saying as a answer to that comment, yeah. it's for God. Like you're doing it yeah. for Him, and for some people, if you're going along to church on a Sunday and you think this isn't my cup of tea in terms of how they do sung worship, then it's bringing that before God and being honest before God within that and asking Him to give you a heart of praise for that because. Whatever church you're in, even if you're in a church where they, they worship in the ways that you really enjoy, you're always going to have a point where you turn up at church and you think, I'm not, I'm not up for it today, Jesus. And that sounds awful, doesn't it? But I do mm. think there is a point of just acknowledging it before him and saying to him, I want you to do this in me because you're worthy of all praise. So I can either stand here and just go, I'm not really feeling it, can't be bothered today. Or I actually push through that and say to God, I'm not feeling it, but you are worthy. And I trust that your Holy Spirit can work in me to cause me to praise you. <laughs> um, mm. yeah. And and I and I think that comes back to the sacrifice of praise because it's not always easy, but God is always worthy. And that's not something to like condemn ourselves for when we don't want to do it, but it is a place of going that we can't really just sit there and go, I'm not really up for this today, so I'm not going to bother um, mm. because mm. there is something about us going, God, I'm going to push through. I'm going to try this because we do that in loads of other things, right? There are loads of things we don't want to do in life. We don't want to empty the dishwasher or do the cooking sometimes or get out of bed, but we <laughs> sort of have to push through it. So I sort of think, you know, the spiritual disciplines, and I would say that worship is one of them, is one of those things that sometimes we have to go... I don't really want to do this, Jesus. So please help me to want to do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you mentioned charismatic 
a couple of times and so I just thought it'd be good to uh, point out that modern music and uh, even things like uh, raising your hands in worship isn't charismatic um, mm. and that a church can have modern yeah. worship music and like charismatic is so using the gifts of the spirit yeah. and i know you weren't saying otherwise i'm just saying just so that it's clear that yeah. those two the things benefit are like, of the tape. <laughs> exactly the benefit of the tape uh, but equally a church could have traditional music yeah. uh, and be set in a centuries-old church building but it could be charismatic yeah and there are there are some churches i know that are that i like that mm. and uh, so if you <laughs> i don't know if you've ever been accused of being in a happy clappy church <laughs> Uh, that's something that the people have said, oh, you're in one of those happy clappy churches. And uh, <laughs> that that always makes me laugh because I'm just like, what's the alternative to that? I don't think I want to be in any alternative to happy clappy, like mi- miserable. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it does make you think that like for, for me, worship, um, in worship, we should be. And I, I'm saying this to myself as well the most exuberant version of ourselves mm. while worshipping. Well, that's challenging, uh, isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Because I, I I mean, I'm not an exuberant person, but I still don't think that I am at my most exuberant self uh, while worshipping. But the reason I, I think that is because it goes back to the sacrifice thing. Like, if we are giving of ourselves, we should give the most to God. And yeah. the happy clappy thing, right? Why, why do we clap? Why do we raise our hands? Like, all these things are biblical, uh, it talks in the Psalms about uh, lifting your hands, about clapping, all this kind of stuff. And it's sort of a natural reaction to an overflow of joy in the presence of God. But um, but yeah, it's a, I feel like some people are to say they're just not that kind of person, mm. that they're not the kind of person who would raise their hands or, uh, or clap and that sort of thing. But um, I always remember a, a guy called Rob Rufus, I was listening to a talk he's giving and he was saying you know some people won't uh say that they are uh an exuberant person but if you if they slam their hand in the car door they're going to be very exuberant at that point <laughs> <laughs> and and also like if you go to if people go some people may be really reserved but you see them at a football match and they are like screaming their head off or something and it's like why not put that same energy into your worship with God. And as I say, I'm saying this to myself as well. I'm not uh, condemning because I know that uh, there have been points in worship where I'm like, oh, I could I could dance, but I'm not going to mm. because it's just it's just too much. It feels like it's too much of a barrier. Yeah. But, but uh, I guess it's a bit of a challenge. Like whatever you feel like is the next barrier in your worship, whether it is raising a hand or if it's uh, or feel like going to kind of step out and... Uh, go to the front and bring a word or something like that like just just do it you know give that sacrifice because that's I think where cost comes in worship sometimes Mm. yeah yeah which I think links to what I I was thinking about how um it's so like it is for God isn't it obviously when we're all gathered together like we're there to glorify him and so that it is for God Mm. like what happens in that time but at the same time, I think worship is so important because it is the expression of what we maybe think or yeah. and and I think, you know, that then connects with our emotions, isn't it? Because if we're not feeling it, it's probably because 
we're not thinking something accurate about God either. Like, you know, if we're not feeling it, it might be that we're thinking he doesn't care. He's not close. Yeah. This has gone in the week. Where was he when this was going on in the week? So I just think it's such a helpful tool for us, worship, because it exposes where we're really at yeah. with him. Mm. Um, and you suddenly, yeah, you, think, you think you're fine. And then you come to sing surrounded by your brothers and sisters mm. and you might find what well, I want to sing. Or you might just start mm. crying immediately. <laughs> yeah. and like, I, that, this has happened to me so many times. And I, I've had a hard week or something's happened. And I think, yeah, I th- I'm okay, I'm okay. And then start mm. singing and I'm just weeping. Yeah. And I just think there's something in that, isn't there, that that's why it's good for us and it's helpful to us because it helps us connect mm-hmm. with where we're really yeah. at. And I think we can so deceive ourselves about where we're really at, but actually try and sing to Jesus um yeah or dance for John um and suddenly (laughs) you're confronted with like where am I really at with you Jesus how do I really feel Mm. towards you because if this feels hard does that expose how I really feel towards Mm. you or like or sometimes it's just a really helpful release, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're feeling yeah. a lot in your heart. Um, yeah. I mean, I had a situation a couple of months ago where I had a lot going on in my heart and in my mind. And I was driving in um, to volunteer in prison. And I similarly thought I was okay. And then I put on a, oh, it's a song by Bethel, Goodness of God. But they've done like a meditative mm. one. It's really good. I recommend oh. it to people listening. And I just put it on in the car and before I knew it, I just found myself weeping mm. um, and I wasn't singing. I, I, and I wasn't even like processing anything. I just found myself as the song was singing over me and the person was singing, I just found myself weeping and the, mm. like, the presence of God was so powerful in that car And I just felt like it was the Holy Spirit just sort of ministering to me of like bringing stuff up and out of me. And I didn't know what it was, but I just couldn't stop crying. Um, And for me, I feel like that's one of the ways that worship is so powerful is that you're just through worship, through songs, sometimes it can get to you in a way that something else can't. I mean, it's like sometimes if you you know, just walk into a shop and you hear a song that it can take you back or it can really yeah. like evoke yeah. like strong emotions yeah. in you. Or if, you know, if you're at a, a, a disco, um, as I like to do, um, and, you know, a song comes on and people go, yeah, oh my goodness. Like it, like songs can be so powerful. And I've definitely found for me that actually just worship songs putting them on, like whether I have them when I'm pottering around the house or just having them and I just like give them my full attention to listen to, it just allows the Holy Spirit to minister to me in a really different way. And sometimes I do, like you were saying, Hannah, stuff just comes Mm. up and you think that you're Mm. okay. And when you read your Bible, Mm. you think, oh, I feel like I'm doing okay. When you pray, you think you're doing okay. And then you put a song on, and something happens in me. That's not to say that the mm. praying and the Bible reading weren't doing something, but there's just some different way. And part of it is that I find that I connect with God very easily through listening to worship music. So that might just be how I'm mm. wired. But I do mm. also think there's something in it of giving God space to work in a different way and being open yeah. to it. Um, yeah. 
because I've also found other times where I've listened to worship music and I've been really struggling. Like I've talked in a previous podcast about fear and I've been feeling very, very fearful and I'll put on some worship music and I will just start to declare who God is, Mm. like singing along with these songs and something just happens. Like I can't explain it other than it feels like my fear or fear is coming up against sort of joy And fear coming up against joy, like joy always wins there, really, because like it just can't as you as you're declaring the praises of God, like you, the more you do it, the more faith comes in and the more praise comes in, the more thankfulness to God. And it feels like something then changes in the atmosphere around you or Mm. you're changed, aren't you? Like I come out of those worship times going, I came into this feeling really fearful. But as I've looked at God, as I've sung as I've declared, like my heart is changed, like something has happened within me. And not only the atmosphere has changed around me, but I'm different. Like I'm not fearful anymore. Yeah. Mm, it's like yeah. our favorite Psalm, uh, me and you, Joy, uh, Psalm 121. Yeah. I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where does my help come from? Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think that's really a key part of worship that we yeah. often overlook is the truth. Um, and that's why it's so important that we choose the right songs and choose songs that have like deep meaning and are actually like really speaking truth. Because for a lot of people, they get more knowledge of God from songs than they will from sermons just mm-hmm. because they sing a lot more different songs than they hear a lot more different sermons, That's if that true, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So a sermon will go into detail on like a, on a passage or an aspect of God, but the, a lot of their theology is formed by the seven songs that have been sung that Sunday morning. And in the same way during the week, like we're putting on music in the car, like it's just like subconscious theology uh, that's that's pouring into us. Um, so yeah, it's really important that we're listening to stuff that is grounded in the Bible and the life that that can give us, and and the the way it sort of that truth can come and fight alongside us in yeah. the situations where we need it. And yeah, those those words going around our head, kind of they like fight against the the, the words of the enemy, and it's really really powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think. Um like you're saying there john it really really matters doesn't it because if you've got something big to think about and something wonderful to think about your reaction to that is probably going to be quite different from if you've just got something little to think about or something like mildly interesting to think about you're probably not going to get that exuberance from Mm. that are you but if you give people something big to dwell on Mm. that's where you are more likely to get an exuberant reaction Mm -hmm. isn't it um and I do just think like I just think it's so important worship because it is expression isn't it of what we love Mm. and it it just like you were just describing joy it just draws out of us doesn't it it's just our opportunity to give full expression to like what we love what we value Mm. and like you were saying John people like that's why it's not about personality because like you were saying they might be at a football match and they're like Mm. their team scores and it's like but like and that just shows doesn't it well you really love football and so then if someone's like introvert extrovert whatever if they're there Mm. like worshiping jesus if if it can't like 
come out in that expression of like, yeah, you're kind mm. of like, oh, just, you know, you'd want it to come out as, and I know people are different and I know people express things in different ways and that's fine. Like I think heaven is going to be full mm. of people doing all <laughs> yeah. sorts of different things all at the same time. Yeah. But if you really love something, you can't help but express that, mm. can you? And and I think that is what worship is and shows, isn't it? It's the expression of like what you think or feel or love. Yeah. Um, yeah, mm. yeah. It's interesting though, because I, I think that I am quite an exuberant person and um and I like to dance. And yet coming back to thinking about what I'm like in worship, like I'm so much more restrained than I want to be. And whether mm. I like it or not, I mean fear of man is gotta be totally at the top of that list of why we aren't more unrestrained in worship I think um sure some people say personality type but I know for me I am an exuberant person I naturally dance in loads of other like arenas but yet church feels to me like a really tough one to to do Mm. it because sure I love Jesus and I want to show that but I just find myself going "Mm, but I don't really want people to think this about me God and and it's crazy (laughs) but I'm just putting it out there because I know I'm not the only one um you Mm. know and then you you go to these African churches where they just oh man they just go for it and they worship and they dance and they clap and I just think never do I feel more British because I'm like I want to be like yet that and yet there's just something in me that just goes oh but I But I also do really think that your posture in worship does inform your participation in it because Mm. I know for me, and I'm just speaking for me, but if I sit down and cross my arms, I feel like I'm doing what I do when I watch the TV. And so therefore the way I engage in worship becomes a bit like that in my mind of I'm just spectating, I'm not really taking part. Like I have to force myself to stand because as I'm doing that, I'm sort of exerting some sort of energy and Mm -hmm. that really helps me to keep my head in the game. And I know that's just for me, other people might be different, but I was also thinking that I do put my hands in the air because again, that just feels like a physical representation of me declaring my praises to God. And I want to do that. Um, But yeah, the dancing thing, I would love to dance and I would love to be in a church where people dance, but it's, so often feel needs like a lot of people to just go, I don't really care what other people think. I'm just going to let loose and go for it. And um, Well, I, th- I think what we can establish from this conversation is that you and John together need to establish like no, a little corner. No, I don't that. want that because people from our church listen to this podcast. So I really don't want to put that out there. But, um, but that's what it is for us. But for other people, it might be like putting their hands in the air would be a yeah. really big deal for them. Or even just like putting their hands out. Mm. Um, as if yeah. to receive from God like you know it's I think it is a space where if we don't do it in the week or we're not football fans or whatever then we find ourselves going how do I what mm. am I doing with my hands and my body here because it's totally alien to what I do any other part of the week yeah 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 I, I remember so I grew up in a in a uh, family that went to a charismatic church and happy clappy happy clappy church <laughs> but i uh, as a teenager i never put my hands in the air just because i my parents were in the church and for some reason i was like i can't can't do that with my parents around i i, it's, I don't know why uh, it doesn't make any sense now i say it out loud but um i would go to 
conferences like Soul Survivor and and stuff like that. And then I would feel free to do that and to like put my hands in the air and to. And I think part of it was was copying everyone else around, which doesn't sound like a great thing, but actually. <laughs> Funnily enough, it wasn't it wasn't a hype. It was like a almost a permission. Oh, there are people yeah, my age yeah. doing it. This is okay, and and yeah, <laughs> an element of of copying. But like they were modelling something that I should have been doing anyway because like yeah. it's a good biblical thing yeah. to do. Um, so I would I would start doing that. But then I'd go home after conference. I'd I'd be really excited. But then I'd go back into that. Oh, I can't because my parents are parents are in this church. So it's definitely. We, we put some really weird blocks in place and we, we make stuff up in our head like people will think this. Reality is, if people see like see someone dancing, when I see someone dancing, I'm, I'm normally like, I wish I had the guts to do that rather than, oh, look at them, they're dancing, that looks silly. Uh, I don't know why we imagine these things in our head that block us when the reality is not only does it not matter, but also it's almost certainly not true anyway. Mm. um so yeah it is it's strange yeah and that make i don't know how this fits in with what you were saying at the beginning as well john that but that makes me think of like isaiah where he talks about he doesn't require like these sacrifices that they would do or like one day to honor yourself before the lord what he requires is like you know and he goes through doesn't he like i can't remember any of them now do you know which one i mean (laughs) like um not one day of fasting to please the Lord, but like, you know, care for the widow. Oh, I might even look it up. It's what is it? Isaiah 52. Um. Oh my <laughs> goodness, man. No, she's just on the spot there. I know, sorry. But anyway, my point being, like, you know, what pleases God is what. I think outward expression is really important. Mm. I do really think that is important because it is just like it releases something in you. But I think as well, though, sometimes in every cult, every church has its culture, doesn't yeah. it? And you might find in some places there would be quite a lot of expression, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the heart mm-hmm. in it is yeah. one Absolutely. of like yeah. adoration of Jesus. Yeah. It can just be as much going through the motions as somewhere where you wouldn't feel you could lift your hands, yeah. but they're really... The heart in it yeah. is really trying to worship Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Um, the other thing, have you found it, John? Did you look at it? Yeah, look it's it not 52, I'm afraid. What is I it? I don't know. Which, I didn't search oh. the whole of Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so annoying. That is such baby brain. That's one of my favourite passages. Um, but I can't remember it. Anyway, um, the other thing I was thinking about, we were talking about earlier. So obviously we've talked a lot about how, you know, it's it's individually it's your individual response it's you kind of coming to a meeting with other believers kind of and participating but I I was just thinking about how there you know that place where in the old testament and there was the Levites and their job was really to kind of lead the people of Mm. God into his presence like there is um and you know with them not being distracted by other things that were going on around mm. them, but being kind of committed to that work in order to help other people access it. And so I was thinking about there is that real place for leadership in that area, mm. isn't there, though, of somebody who can skillfully bring other people um, into a place of like 
being awestruck by God and like mm. worshipping and adoring him. But then I was also thinking about how actually, so our context, probably very different to your context in some ways. So although for the benefit of the tape, it's probably quite useful to say like probably our Sundays would look quite similar, wouldn't they? And mm. that we'd have a extended time where there would be singing. They'd also be praying. We'd be looking at people in the contribute in the congregation contributing to that it wouldn't just be someone at the front leading that would expect maybe prophecy or Mm. words of wisdom all sorts of things in that time so in that sense I imagine our Sunday services are quite similar Mm. but in our context it's there we don't have a band um we've got like one person usually up the front with a guitar and just because I think we're quite aware in our context of not being able to do things um like it it's not a good production as such mm. i'm not mm. i'm not saying yeah, that sure. of elsewhere but i think just because of our context we've become particularly aware in terms of that leadership you do need leadership and we want to develop people to lead other people into the presence of god but actually the Holy Spirit is ultimately that mm. person in the New Testament and the gathered church. That Holy Spirit is leading mm. that worship time together. So he is moving around that room mm. and he is giving one person a song over here. He is giving one person over here a word. And so just that expectation of how that time is going to go and who is going to lead that time as well as then wanting people who can skillfully lead some singing Mm. and music really well for the people of God. I don't know what you think about like that, as well as individually taking responsibility for that time and engaging with God. Mm. Yeah, well, the point is a really interesting one because with having one person like leading worship on guitar, there's something really pure actually about that, that it reveals... Well, to put it another way, I think there's a danger of like idolizing worship um, yeah. a bit. And particularly, I mean, now there are some absolutely amazing um, worship productions, uh, like worship teams around the world who are producing incredible music. Uh, but with that definitely comes like, not only an expectation that, that this is then like set on the church to try and reproduce yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do that on a Sunday. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> um, but and actually on that, you can actually get um, this is a, this is a real thing. Like you can buy backing tracks to like fit into your band. Like if you're missing a keyboard player, wow. you can actually get like the keyboard yeah. parts for those tracks and have like software that kind of loops the certain sections as you're playing them. This is all trying to like recreate this experience, uh, which yeah. I find really really weird. Um, that it, yeah. that, like why 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 are we why are we doing that it's not yeah. about music yeah. um mm. it's not about trying to create that atmosphere the atmosphere comes from the holy spirit and it yeah. doesn't matter if you have a band or whether you have one guy on guitar or whether you're a cappella um like the holy spirit is the holy spirit and can be there whatever yeah. Yeah. and and should yeah. be and if if we if we can't enter the presence of god with like just someone on guitar then we're not going to be able to do it with the band like you'll get you'll get a feeling but it won't be the feeling of the spirit it will be something else manufactured yeah absolutely Yeah. yeah i also think that um 
you know, I grew up in a church where we had hymns and it was um, sort of an Anglican church and that was very different. And so even if it was a place where I might sort of not so naturally find it easy to worship, other people did, I might not have done. Still, I guess it's choosing to come to God going, but I want to worship you, but I want to adore yeah. you, um, whatever, whatever it is, because we should be able yeah. to be placed wherever, essentially, and yeah. be able to worship yeah. Jesus, because it's not about whether we've got a band, it's not about whether we've got an organ or how many people are playing. Sure, there are some things that might make it easier or harder yeah. for each individual to feel that they can worship but ultimately I guess it comes back to that place of well for me I think it is doing it in the week in whatever way you find easy whether that be listening to hymns or reciting things from the bible or psalms or like listening to more modern worship music but however you do it so that when you come on a Sunday whichever setting you're in going I'm here to worship Jesus because he is worthy and I love him. And also, I guess if you're in a church where you find it harder to worship on a Sunday, that it's not the be all and end all, you know, that even yeah. though you were saying, Hannah, it's amazing when you come mm. together. And it is. Yeah. But for many different reasons. And I know when we had young children, it was just really hard going. And I was yeah. busy trying to sort out the kids, not necessarily being able to connect in worship. So then I would just have to do it the rest of the week. And I yeah. think yeah. That, that is also... A, a good thing and so I guess it's yeah. just saying we need to build worship yeah. into our lives so that whatever our Sundays look like in our context whether we find it easy to worship God on the Sunday or not in the way that it's done we're coming going we want this to be an expression however it is of our like yeah. adoration yeah. of you whatever that looks like I guess yeah mm. yeah so we're not looking for like a candle lit meal for two experience on a Sunday because we know that's where it's Christmas day. Yeah. So you're not gonna get a cat you're gonna yeah, do I'm that still on with a you. Tuesday on your own. <laughs> yeah. I mean is is that the note we want to end on? Yeah. Can I just say I've remembered it, it's Isaiah fifty eight. Fifty eight. Oh. Look it up in your own time, but actually it's more to do with like fastering and loosing the chains of it. Uh, like injustice and stuff like well, that. I'm, I'm glad I didn't go searching through every chapter. It would have taken me a while to get to 58. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just couldn't remember it, but it's so, so wonderful. Everybody read it. If you're listening, read Isaiah 58. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. I love this. It's almost like we haven't planned this podcast, everyone listening. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, um, should we finish on that note? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's finish on Great. that note. Well, um, lovely to have you with us and lovely to have you with us, John. Thank you. And we'll be yeah. back again in two weeks' time. Take care, everyone. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at the not so perfect Christian life.com. Bye.